Welcome to the Insiders Insights Podcast, where we share with you the thoughts of the individuals who are working for projects that are changing the world. Thank you to our sponsor, Credit Coin, the building blocks of trust. For more details, please visit the show notes below. Hello, everyone. This is Insiders Inside, and today we have Alexander Werber, the CTO and founder of Crazy Matter. And today we're going to talk about latest trends in blockchain and DeFi in general, and we'll also touch NFTs a little bit. So, hello, Alex. How are you doing today? Hi, thanks for having me today. I am doing great. It is a wonderful, beautiful, sunny day here in Thailand, and I'm really enjoying it. Um, So yeah, let's get down to it. That's awesome. Could you introduce yourself for some of these poor people who don't know you yet? Oh, wow. Um, Well, uh, yeah, sure. My name is Alex, and um, I guess I'm here in um, the context of Crazy Meta. And uh, that is a fashion startup um, in the blockchain space where we're trying to invert uh, fashion uh, a la blockchain, a la decentralized kind of style. And uh, we're creating NFTs with our sneaker at first and then moving on to other fashion apparel, kind of hoping that uh, creators will glom on and use our uh, pipeline to create both NFTs and the actual physical product as well. So very excited about this. Um, But uh, are we going to be talking about this mostly today? Uh, Yeah, but mostly I would like to ask you, for how long have you been in blockchain space? Yeah, I've uh, I've kind of seen it all. I've been in the blockchain space since the uh, pretty much the beginning, two thousand ten. Oh something. wow! Yeah, and um, you know, big fan of Bitcoin. Uh, always have been, and uh, yeah, crypto as well. I think it's uh, quite exciting space. What do you think about people who say that it's the end of Bitcoin <laughs> when they say like, oh, Bitcoin price plummeted under twenty mm. k? And you can see that, like, two years ago, it was way less. And everybody said that it was the end of crypto. And everybody's saying that it's every every bear year is the end of crypto. So right. as a person who has been in the space for quite a while, what do you think about that? I, I've, I've heard it so many times. The death of Bitcoin, uh, you know, hundreds of times, really. Um, anytime... You know, the, the asset goes down more than 20%. Everyone's like, oh, it's it's over. That's it. You know, the music has stopped. Uh, buy gold, run, you know. And uh, it's it's just really, uh, I don't know. I, I, I completely ignore it now. Like, whenever somebody says something like this, I'm like, okay, you don't understand Bitcoin. So I have uh, high hopes um, that, uh, you know, everything is, is just fine. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see uh, this going away at all, ever. So... Uh, you know, even if it goes down another 50%, fine. You know, it'll shake out some institutions. It'll shake down some people that, uh, you know, thought that Bitcoin should be worth 20K when it's now 10. And, uh, you know, I'm going to hold uh, until it's uh, a million per coin. Easy. I think that's it's going it's going up and uh, it will go up eventually. And, uh, you know, it's just, you know, if you've been in the space for some time, you just know that uh, the, the price action is always temporary and Bitcoin's not going to die. How about this cycle? You mentioned that in two years we'll have the halving or halving. Havening. Havening, yes. okay, of Bitcoin. Yeah, um, <clears throat> that's just part of like how it works, right? When we have uh, 21 million Bitcoin uh, theoretically available and uh, those are getting mined, 
and the, the, the mining rewards are, are basically becoming less and less uh, every four years, I believe. And um, yeah, I haven't been in the mining space for a long time. So I, I think it's four years. Uh, you know, don't quote me on that. But um, essentially, like the uh, liquid Bitcoin that is being given to miners as a reward is uh, going to have. And uh, that means that there's going to be less Bitcoin and in circulation, right? And uh, which would probably make the price go up. So that's kind of what I believe. That Bitcoin is definitely is a driver for the whole market. If Bitcoin price goes down, all the altcoins and all the meme and shitcoins, they also go down. If the Bitcoin goes up, they all go up. But do you think that any other crypto will possibly replace Bitcoin? Some people will say, are saying that if will replace Bitcoin because Ethereum is moving from proof of work to proof of stake, maybe the gas fees will go down. Uh, we are not sure about that yet, but still. And because uh, Ethereum network, they can implement smart contracts and Bitcoin can't really do that. So how do you see like the adoption of these, uh, let's say, two major cryptocurrencies in the future? Mm, I like, so, so I don't think anyone is toppling Bitcoin anytime soon. And also like when, when people talk about these things in terms of like one versus the other, it's it's very strange to me. I I think it's like comparing fruit. It's like you have a banana and you have an apple. It's like are apples going to take over bananas? Like I don't I don't it doesn't it doesn't make any sense to me at all. I think uh, Bitcoin is uh, very solid in in what it's trying to do. Ethereum maybe slightly less so in my personal opinion, but uh, yeah, I mean like you said, they have smart contracts and uh, it's it's you know very cool ecosystem to to develop on. Um, so yeah, I think there's a, there's a place for both of them and I don't really see them as like competitors at all. And this whole, like we've been talking about the flippening. I remember 2018, we were talking about the flippening or even earlier perhaps. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like it's, uh, if, even if it does happen, which I don't think it will, um, awesome. You know, like it's, uh, we, we need multiple cryptos. I don't think having one crypto or one token or one, just Bitcoin even is, is the, the best plan the best way forward and uh yeah i really like the idea of living in a multi-coin world so i think uh you know i i'm a huge fan of bitcoin and i i will continue to support it but uh and i don't personally don't really know what's going to happen with the proof of stake switch of ethereum is coming up soon but um yeah it's good that we have both of these things um you know a, a strong proof of work chain a strong uh proof of stake chain that that's that's great let's let's do that I think another thing that bothers some people in the crypto space is that we all say how decentralized this system is, but at the end of the day, there are some wallets that hold like so much Bitcoin that if they will decide to drop it, the whole market basically will, will plummet. And at the same time, if Bitcoin will go up, like normal people, they probably will have, I don't know how many, like return on investments, but these institutional investors or like we don't even know like who those people are they're going to be super rich and it's like again the rich people are getting richer and like poor people getting poorer and the whole volatility thing that uh normal investors if they don't hold they normally lose a lot of money on the volatility of the market yeah so i, I think this is a like a common gripe that people have with with bitcoin and, and, and like there's something that um so if you if you think about like what what is what is blockchain what is what is bitcoin what are they trying to do why is it interesting 
really like and and sorry for backing up all the way here, but it's it's a way to represent scarcity on like a digital kind of space, right? So you have you know it's something that's not copy and pasteable, which is kind of new in the digital space. That was kind of the, the innovation of of Bitcoin, and so you have a way to you know, represent uh, scarcity. And, and by doing that, you have a way to represent wealth. And and so when we talk about the decentralized aspects of Bitcoin, we're not talking about like decentralized wealth, right? So we're not talking about how it's like, uh, you know, everyone has the same amount of, of money or something like this in Bitcoin. We're talking about the network being decentralized. And so, uh, you know, wealth is still, uh, you know, distributed like power law distribution, right? Like some people just have a lot more money than other people. And that like it, it looks like a hockey stick, right? Like kind of that kind of uh, graph, if you wanted to graph it out. And uh, that's not changing, right? Bitcoin doesn't purport to to change that. Um, it's it really is the the system of sending transactions, sending money back and forth. That is what's decentralized. So the network is decentralized, not the the amount of coins. And so uh, you know, I do think it's a good point about the, the the wallets and like how many holders you have, like if that's decentralized or not, and you know, some of these wallets are huge, super huge, right? Um, and that's, you know, not great for decentralization, but it's also not a requirement that, um, you know, we have... I, I would like to see more people holding, you know, more Bitcoin, for sure. Like, that, that, is, that helps with the decentralization. But I don't think that it's, a, a, like, a hard requirement. Um, so it's still great that, you know, transactions cannot be censored, even by somebody that has lots and lots and lots of uh, Bitcoin in, in, in a single wallet. Yeah, I see. I think the thing about scarcity that you mentioned is really interesting because right now we see the birth of lots of different metaverses or games that are claiming to be a metaverse. And it's weird because the world, the digital world, is even more abundant than the physical world. It's endless. You can do, like, you can have as much of uh, digital space as you wish. And yet they they create scarcity quite artificial, and it, it very much resembles the the physical world how we used to see it, that if you buy a piece of land, it costs that much because there there is like not enough land so, well, allegedly, <laughs> even though like it might not be the case, and it's just we are pumping up prices artificially because we need to have this growth of economy and all this bullshit. But in digital space, it's like, even makes less sense to make that. But that's what NFTs are for. And they're basically uh, driven by this human nature of possession. Like, we like to possess things. We like to own things. We like to claim that these are unique things and that they are only ours yeah yeah i think i think it's 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 very much a human like psychological thing i think also even more so than just like owning them possessing them ourselves it's it's even more negative right it's like i own them and you don't right like specific, <laughs> it's like a it's like an anti like you know like uh i it's only interesting because i ha- when i have an nft that like that nobody else has it right because if if i just have mine and everybody else has their own and they're all kind of the same then it doesn't matter right i, I want to have something that's different and special and unique and distinguishable from everyone else's and hopefully better right that's that's kind of like a more rare uh more m- worth more you know and I, and i think that's human nature and i think that's why we invented these things right because we want to depict such things and i think there's there are very valid use cases for this right um, 
<clears throat> but I also find it very sad that like you know we're we're kind of treating the digital space this way, right? So like I don't think everything needs to be an NFT, and I think um, making NFT, everything an NFT is is probably a mistake. But uh, you know there are things that are valuable because there's only you know a certain amount of them, and uh, you know that kind of essence of like that what whatever that is like we 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 also have that now in digital spaces. Um, I don't think everything should be metered that way. I don't think everything should be NFT'd or, or, or I don't think there's a use case for that, honestly. But um, for certain things, it's very useful, right? And so, um, for example, like a lot of these uh, blue chip uh, PFP NFTs, like they're, let's say, BAYC, right? So like these, these bored apes, why are they interesting, right? Like, yeah, there's there's art and everything, but really, like, and everyone says this always, right? It's, it's, it's very common to hear. It's about this community. It's like having, being a member of a club that not everyone can be a member of, right? And so there's a certain amount of these NFTs, and if you have one of them uh, or multiple, then you are in that group, right? In, in that kind of in crowd. And th- really, that's why these things are so expensive, right? Because the, the, I like, at least for me, like the, the art shouldn't be worth that much, right? I think, I think it's, uh, especially if it's computer generated, like, you know, I can, I can generate a zillion of these, you know, why, why are mine worth less? Well, the reason is because of this, right? Because of this, uh, adherence, like this membership, uh, to, to some group. I want to call out here. So I know that you have probably more than like a hundred different cryptocurrencies, probably even more, like you don't even know where and how much do you own and how how many NFTs do you have? So I'm not really a big fan of NFTs. Um, I don't have that many. Uh, I think I have under 10 NFTs currently in, in my wallets and I don't have any of the like really expensive blue chip ones. Um, I kind of missed that boat, I guess. It, like <laughs> I remember when uh, apes were being peddled in some of the groups, like someone was like, hey, do you want one of these things? It's like, I'll transfer you like 10 of them, like they're brand new or whatever. And like as a joke, and I didn't even like give them my wallet because I thought it was like kind of like whatever. And this happened for both CryptoPunks and for apes. And I, I slept on both of those things. And it would have been cool, you know, to pick some of those up, but uh, I didn't. And uh, that's okay. You know, like uh, I think the it's, yeah. I mean, you know, hindsight 2020, right? It would be great to get some free money. But uh, I yeah, I, I think that, it's cool the way that they evolved, and I think that uh, you know there there will be more and more of this kind of thing. But um, yeah, it wasn't uh, very obvious to me. I, I bought like NFT domain names like in 2016 or something like this because I I, I do think that there's very cool and valid use cases for NFTs, and I and I, I see the space as being uh, you know really just at the very very beginning. But with the PFP ones, like I just didn't know that that would be a nice. thing. Nice. What kind of domains do you have? Oh, well, I mean, I'm, I don't want to like necessarily reveal that. I Let's have like look. who is privacy on those, but like, um, <laughs> it, you know, like the, the idea. So you're not looking for a buyer? No, no, no. Like if you have like a, if you have like like an NFT, right? Like why why is it cool? So it's like I have a token that uniquely is this one thing, right? And so using that as like an access key or, or, or some kind of unique identifier. It's, I think there's, there's stuff like that that will be explored more and further. And, and, and that's kind of what, where I was thinking along with these things. I wasn't thinking about art. I don't collect art in the real world. I don't, I don't collect it in the digital world. So I'm not, a, I'm not an art person. Uh, I was always much more like musical. Um, but even, yeah, music NFT is also very strange to me. I don't, I don't think that that is very interesting. I, like when I listen to a song... It doesn't sound better to me if I own it, 
Like I, that never, I never thought that was like very cool. But uh, you know, I do understand like a royalty payments, for example. I do understand uh, that like if the song is played on the radio, then the you know that person makes this much money or something. But also, you know, with music, everything's like free anyway. Everybody watches uh, or listens to Spotify or other streaming services, and so like you know, do do people actually pay for the consumption of music these days? Maybe on like a subscription basis, something like that. But like I said, I think the, 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 there are use cases for NFTs, but like what we're currently doing with them is not making me super uh, excited. Does that make sense? Yeah, I see. For me, music, music NFTs are the same. Like I don't see people, especially in the future, paying to artists, like in, individually at least. Maybe it will work as a subscription thing because I'm sure right now, if you post your songs like on a, any platform, you will get a fraction of what the platform is getting right. by playing your music. And if the some system like blockchain based system can figure out how to let's say transfer like ninety eight percent of what ad revenues are to the artists and they just like take automatically two percent so the algorithm can keep like running and like those people who like manage it can like have their piece of like <laughs> yeah, sure. earn a living <laughs> right yeah. on the table yeah that would be great yeah i think you know and that really depends on like the users and like i don't see people switching to like an nft based version of spotify right it's just i don't i don't think that most people are interested in this right like it's 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 the same um, you know with social networks same thing so like, people are still using you know, Facebook, Instagram, it's because their friends are there. And it's, it's the same with the music. It's like, I want to listen to Spotify because they have all of the different music like that I could possibly want. And, uh, you know, and then if I have to switch to some service or, or God forbid, like four or five services to listen to like the 10 things that I want to listen to, like that's not going to work, right? And so I, I don't think anybody's really interested in, from a consumer level, like doing something like that. Obviously, like theoretically, from from like the perspective you just said, like it would be very cool if if, if uh, you know all of these things are more or less decentralized. The artist gets you know a bulk of the of the ad revenue, but honestly, I think I think that's already the case on Spotify too. So like I don't I don't really see that as like something urgent that people will rally behind and, and change the world. Like it's not I don't know. And the, and the same thing for art, right? Like nobody that I know in, in my group, you know, pays for the privilege of like looking at art, right? So like, yeah, sometimes you go to a museum, you're, you're at the, uh, you know, MoMA or something in New York and like, that's cool. Sure. But like, you know, how often do you actually do that? And like I, the last time I did that was like two years ago or something. Right. And so <laughs> it, it, I would do it more often if I had art museums in true. the place where I live. True. True. <laughs> Although you know, like deprived uh, from that, you were in China, right? China has art museums, so like that. And I was going there. All right. How often did you go there? Quite often. Really? More, like, more than you? Definitely more than you. Three times a month, or like, what are we talking, right? No, okay, maybe not three times a month. Maybe like twice a year. There you go. Right, and so like for in terms of like royalty payments, and, and the, the museum was for, like it was free. Like I didn't pay for anything. There you go. So. Right. <laughs> So that's 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 kind of like the the state of like NFTs. So I think NFTs are are interesting, like from the perspective of like the uniqueness, the tradability, and stuff like this. And, and I do think that you know people are doing that. That's why you know apes are so expensive and so on. And it's also with the uh, with the fashion that we're trying to do. That's you know we're definitely riffing on that, playing with that uh, kind of idea. Um, but you know I I would like to see more uh, you know 
Uh, yeah, just different use cases uh, for, for NFTs. So, How do you see an average prism at the user? Like, what do they like? What do they do? Yeah, like, so, who, who are they? How old are they? Yeah, that's actually a very interesting question. And, like, you know, this is something that I can't answer at this point because, you know, we just don't have the data. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, especially younger people are, uh, and, and I'm talking, like, you know, even under 18, uh, just, like, really, really young people, kind of... Um, that grew up in these space or are growing up currently in, in these metaverses and video games. Um, yeah, that they, that they want that, right? Because it's, it's, it's not like we're offering something new, right? Like the, in essence, you know, owning something that other people don't own, like, like we discussed earlier, like that's really what it is. Right. And so, uh, we're just doing that for the digital space in terms of wearables for, you know, video games and metaverses. But, uh, you know, the, that, that idea is not, in, in itself, like new, like wanting to own something that other people do not. Um, so, you know, we're, we're kind of hoping that, uh, you know, young people kind of also have this, that all other humans have <laughs> seem to have had. And, <laughs> and then they just want to be unique and special. And, uh, you know, and, and we're, we're offering a, a, a way to do that. Now, like the, the, there's, there's two things here with crazy meta, right? One, one is that like, you know, very classic, like we're offering this NFT that we think is very cool or whatever. But, you know, even more interesting is, is the NFTs that, you know, are the NFTs that people can create themselves. So, you know, if, if you are somebody that has like a sense of aesthetic and, and uh, some kind of, you know, idea um, for fashion that can, that is, you know, new and can be expressed in the, in the digital space, you know, creating those things uh, digitally and physically, like in, in, in the real world, like well, that's really where we want to be. So I see Crazy Meta not really as a brand that creates NFTs, although we also are that. I see Crazy Meta more as a platform for people to create things they want to wear and, you know, have those be as unique or not as you want to be. Like if somebody wants to create a billion of these NFTs and just give one to everyone in the world, like that's fine too. You know, like I think... I don't think things necessarily have to be rare in order to be good. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm very excited about the, the, the whole idea of, of getting people to, you know, create their own things and, uh, you know, not just like consuming the things that like were created to, to you know, for, for this kind of purpose, just buy this because it already exists. Right. Um, creating is really the, the, the interesting part in my opinion. Yeah, creation is definitely an interesting part, and you also have to be bold, like to create something. You have to be uh, imaginative, and I'm also very excited for Crazy Meta. I think Crazy Meta is going to revolutionize the way we see digital fashion and the physical world fashion, basically. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for your time today. I enjoyed talking to you as every day. <laughs> And I hope we can do it maybe another time with the video. I think it would be a great idea. Sounds great. Thank you for having me. And uh, yeah, thank you for uh, letting me uh, kind of speak the, my truth. You know, I think people have different opinions on these things. And this is just uh, one of, of many opinions. Um, you know, I, I do think that I've seen a lot of uh, different things in the space, but uh, I don't purport to be like the, the only opinion that matters. Right. So like, I think it's important that, uh, you know, especially with these things when they're worth so much money that everybody kind of, uh, you know, thinks about these things and like kind of makes up their own opinion. And uh, that's what, you know, keeps the space alive. So, uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Oh, thank you for such a humble ending. <laughs> Goodbye.
The Inside is Insight podcast is meant for informational purposes only and should not be considered as financial or investment advice. Nothing expressed in this podcast should be construed as a solicitation, recommendation, endorsement, or offer to buy or sell any financial products. Information expressed by the host or guest of this podcast does not necessarily reflect any views of our sponsors.